0: You're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast
1: Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastair, you are listening to So Wizards.
2: You're thinking you said people going to die?
1: The only podcast to make the Kessel run in under 12 parsecs. Well, no one to stop us this time.
2: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 411 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: To infinity and beyond, little finger thingy.
1: <laughs> Yikes.
2: <laughs> and the experts, Mr. Markey, Marcellus Reagan.
1: Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the
2: show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. And this week, we got a little bit of news to discuss. And then, we've got our review of the newest movie from Disney Pixar, Lightyear. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you today? Happy Juneteenth.
1: <laughs> it is Juneteenth. Why am I working? I quit.
2: Did you work today?
1: No, I didn't work. I'm working on this, this fucking podcast. That's what I'm working on. <laughs> uh,
2: did you guys have it off? Yeah, we had no? it off. We had it off from work. Ah,
1: yeah, my lucky. my job is fucking cool like that.
2: No, your job is cool like that. Our, our, we do not. Re- you only recognize six holidays. This is not one of them, but maybe next year.
1: Here you go. Racist.
2: Um, what did you do to celebrate? Watch TV? Relax? Take a nap?
1: Uh, I did relax. I watched this awesome documentary on Netflix called... Um, uh, about the history of racism in America. It's uh, pretty fascinating. Um, I definitely recommend it. It uh, goes through uh, a lot of the the kind of uh, historical moments in our past um, that kind of leads us up to this point. It was recorded on Juneteenth of 2018, uh, and it's pretty amazing.
2: Cool. All right. Well, Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds, how are you?
0: I'm living the dream. I can't say I've done much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't really done anything noteworthy.
2: Sweet. All right. Well, uh, as for me, my friends, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we had Father's Day yesterday. So as a father, I got to celebrate my day. I went to the movies by myself. And, yeah, that was really bad. Jen cooked my favorite food. So there you go. Your kids didn't want to go with you to the movies? Neither of them wanted to see it. Gotcha. Which meant I got to go super early in the morning, and it was cheap because I also had a coupon. But, you know, I went by myself, which is kind of weird. And then Jen cooked me uh, some tortellini soup, and I was super happy. That's my favorite food ever, but it has to be the right way. You have to make it the right way. Meat tortellini in the most sodium-filled, terrible-for-you chicken broth you can find. Can't have any vegetables in it, none of that nonsense. That's it gross broth that's you're dying the years are melting off of you as you eat it and and meet tortellini so nice and jen gave me a father's day gift too guess what it was mark uh was it a star wars action figure uh well it was what the last star wars movie i needed on blu-ray it was the rise of skywalker on blu-ray <laughs> that's
1: awesome now the circle is complete That's right. That's right. The dead speak. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, Rise of Skywalker has returned.
2: (laughs) It has. It has. It's returned for my Amazon wish list. So, all right, but but, you know, I had a great Father's Day. Mark's kicking it on Juneteenth. Uh, Aubrey's still alive, so that's good news for all of us. But enough about us. Let's uh, let's let's talk some more about us. Mark Ellis Regans, please tell the listeners where they can find more.
1: So is your podcast. all right, so everybody can head on over to SoulWizardPodcast.com, where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our tea Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Now, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey.
2: First of all, you know, I, I don't really know or care anything about social media. I don't even know what's out there or isn't out there. So that's irrelevant to me. All right. Well, uh, we've got some news to discuss. Markellis Reagan. So please drop the drop and let us talk the news. Yo, pump it up.
0: It's
1: time for the news. Yo, we can getting ready to bring you- All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, it seems that the people behind the Game of Thrones just will not let this show die. Apparently, there's multiple spinoff shows that are coming out. Uh, The next one, we already got a a, a trailer from one of the ones that's coming out soon. Uh, But it's been announced this week that Jon Snow, you know nothing Jon Snow, is getting his own uh, sequel spinoff show. Uh, Kit Harington has not officially signed on yet, but it uh, you can rest assured that he's pretty much going to be coming back as Jon Snow. Uh, From what I remember reading about the end of the show, they don't really say what happens to his character. So this could be a way of doing a a sequel to the show that, you know, (laughs) was at some point very popular in this country uh, or all around the world. Uh, so yeah what do you guys think about Jon Snow coming back in a Game of Thrones a sequel let's start with Aubrey
0: um, I don't know I have mixed feelings because my favorite character was not Jon Snow it was Leona Mormont and I am forever heartbroken that she died even though it was in the coolest way possible I don't really know how I'm gonna feel I'm I would like to see some teasers first before I get excited or disappointed. I just don't really understand where they're going to go with it. But,
1: you know. Now, Joy, what about you? This is a way for them to kind of right the wrongs of the last season and bring back your girl Sansa Stark. So how do you feel about Jon Snow coming back?
2: Um, Unless the first episode is him waking up in bed next to either Daenerys or Bob Newhart and talking about how he had the worst dream he ever had. I don't want to watch this shit. (laughs) That last season was so bad that I'm just I'm so divorced. I'm so out on Game of Thrones stuff. I will try to give House of uh, Dragon Sound or whatever that is. Uh, fair shake. I will try because we're going to review it on the podcast. I will try to give it a fair shake. But I got to be honest, with you, I'm, I'm pretty burned. I'm pretty burned. I would watch Rise of Skywalker a hundred times in a row before I'd watch a minute of the last season of Game of Thrones.
1: Yikes. It wasn't all that bad, right? I mean, like, I, I understand, like, the finale wasn't good, but there was like, it had to be at least like three or four episodes leading up to it that was decent.
2: No, they, you know, they they really crammed like, I don't want to rehash Game of Thrones again, but they really crammed what should have been two or three more seasons into one. Um, all that build up to the battle of uh, where did where did they fight the White Walkers, Aubrey? Was it Winterfell?
0: No, I think it was down in. Um...
2: I don't remember where somebody's screaming at their phone right now that we're idiots. We can't remember.
0: I know it, it was down where Cersei was. Why the fuck can't I think of the name?
2: King's, no, it wasn't at King's Landing. No, I, well, remember, I thought they came
0: down to King's Landing.
2: They did eventually, but they fought the White Walkers at some point before that, and I can't remember where it was. This is oh, how like yes. divorced I am from the whole thing. Like I was living and dying by this fucking show, and then I can't even remember where shit happened. In- <laughs> it, but whatever it was, all the, the,
0: of the development just was destroyed in the yeah, last season.
2: So. So Mark, I'm sure even from the little you watch, you remember they were building up the uh, White Walkers were coming from the other side of the wall and you know it was going to be a big thing and a big battle. They built this shit up and then the fight just sucked. It was, it was not it was not good. It, it just it was hard to see anything. It was really dark and like it just was shit. And then the end when the Daenerys turned evil and started killing everybody for no reason, it was just it was just shit, man. It was just like Maybe if you had a couple seasons showing her going crazy, because that's in her bloodline. So you can kind of understand it. But it just happened within the span of like three seconds. It made the end of Lost look well planned out. So and that's saying something. At least there wasn't a giant magical bathtub stopper. But, uh, you know, I'm just so blah on Game of Thrones. I would watch it for the podcast, but that would be the only reason I would watch it. I'll put it that way.
1: Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones made a lot of money for a lot of people back in the day. So they're definitely trying to recapture some of that magic. And again, you know, people were upset with the finale. This could be a way of bringing back a popular character and doing something kind of cool that isn't written yet. So, you know, they could come up with he He could be like John Wick. It could be like John Wick in Game of Thrones time with Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> with Jon Snow. Jon Snow Wick. Exactly. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> Somebody kills his wolf or something. Um, so, yeah, we don't have a date, but uh, yeah, it is a possibility. It's coming down the pike. All right. So then speaking of something that made a lot of money and people are bringing it back, it looks like Guy Ritchie is stepping back into the directing chair. This time he's going to be directing a live action version of Disney's animated kind of classic Hercules. Um, if I remember correctly, the movie uh, was one of those... Last animated Disney movies that were, that was part of the Disney uh, animation renaissance that started with The Little Mermaid. Hercules was one of the last ones to come out of that, that uh, time period. Uh, it didn't do that well at the box office, but it did make a lot of money uh, on home video, and it did become a classic. Uh, with Guy Ritchie pulling in like a billion dollars with Aladdin, uh, Disney definitely wanted to get back in the business with Guy Ritchie for something else. So, yeah we're getting a live action Hercules. Um, so yes, yeah, so what do you guys think? Let's go back to Aubrey. Guy Ritchie doing a live action Hercules,
2: Aubrey. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Who's going to be the muses? That all That's really important to me. Who's going to be Hercules? Word. I'm weary about it. Aladdin was the only one that I liked. And even that had its own issues. So I really don't know how I feel about this.
1: Were you a fan of the original animated movie?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I loved the original animated movie. I think it had a really good blend of humor. It has one of the best soundtracks ever. Like, I I just, uh, you're messing with something fragile.
1: True. True. All right. Joey, what about you, man? I don't even know. I, I'm pretty sure I already know what your answer is. But how do you feel about, uh, you know, Guy Ritchie? He did, the, you know, he did Aladdin, made a lot of money. He did The Gentleman, which was good. He did Wrath the Man, which I know you reviewed recently. So how do you feel about him coming back into the Disney fold?
2: Well, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I was pleasantly surprised by Aladdin. Uh, my expectations were for it to be like AIDS being injected into my eyes. And it was at least watchable. And uh, unless we forget how hot Naomi Scott was in that movie.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot.
2: I actually to forget about that. And that, I mean, that might've been, you know, more of a saving grace of the movie than his direction. But I don't think there was any f- like Guy Ritchie flair in that one. It could have been directed by anybody. I mean, Louis Lételier could have directed that one. <laughs> that's,
1: that is not true. There was a little bit of Guy, not his traditional Guy Ritchie flair, but there was a little bit in
2: there. So, and uh, Wrath of Man didn't have, much of his own unique style in it either that much. So I, I don't know what's going on with him, but I mean, if he wants to make some money and, and they feel comfortable with him, it's fine. I've actually never seen the animated Hercules. So I kind of figured just in a, it's in a weird place. I'm not a Disney guy. It came out before I had kids, so I never had to watch it with them. And now they're too old to care. So I, I would watch this for the podcast if you guys made me, but I, I can't say I, I give heads or tails like, who's going to be in it or what's going to be what, or I don't even know what the story is. Is James, is James Woods still around to be uh, the bad guy? Uh, Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Written off James Woods a long time ago. I don't even know. Does he even act anymore?
1: Uh, I'm sure he's acting somewhere. I don't know. I, you know, I was a fan of the movie. I wasn't a big fan. I did enjoy it. Um, I did like the idea of it. Um, So yeah, you know, it's one of those movies that, it isn't really ingrained into my uh, my brain as something that I love. So having a director like Guy Ritchie come in and, and you know, put his little spin on it, it could be cool. You can make it something really original. I mean, we, we <laughs> you joke about Louis the Terrier. We already had two Clash of the Titan movies. <laughs> oh, so, God. So what's one more? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sam Worthington going to be Hercules? See, it practically writes itself. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like poetry. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so we don't
1: have a date for that, but, uh, you know, we got the Little Mermaid live action coming out. Why not Hercules? Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much all I got for the news.
2: All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and have our review of Lightyear. <music> This summer, Plastic City Comic-Con is back and better than ever. Meet some of your favorite comic artists, writers, and crafters and visit over 150 vendors of comics, toys, cards, anime, and video games from all over New England and beyond. Saturday, July 16th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at the Wallace Civic Center in Fitchburg, Mass. Admission is only $10. And as always, kids 12 and under are free. Visit us at PlasticCityComicCon.com for more information, and we'll see you at Plastic City. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to go out to the theaters and check out Lightyear from Disney Pixar. Uh, As always, we're going to give you our review, and we're going to start with non-spoiler talk. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll at least get our initial impressions. Then you uh, will let you know that we're going to start spoiling by playing the sound drop, and you can bounce if you haven't seen it, or you can stick around while we talk about it a little more in depth. But before we get started, Aubrey Litchfield, what is Lightyear about?
0: Uh, and... it's about Buzz Lightyear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's not wrong.
0: Uh, legendary Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure alongside ambitious recruits Izzy, Mo, Darby, and his robot companion, Socks. All isn't it right. supposed to be like the movie that the toy was based on in Toy Story, isn't that Yes. Wasn't that like uh, the whole point? Okay.
2: That was literally like the very first thing you see on screen was them telling you that. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you see, I was like...
2: Oh, you were late. OK.
0: Yeah, we were a couple minutes late.
2: Yeah. The first thing you see is like a black screen that says, like, this is the movie Andy saw that made him want to buy toy-, toy Buzz Lightyear. I don't know. So, So um, I guess we'll just get our initial impressions before we spoil it. Marcellus Reagans, uh, you went to the theater. Did you have a good theater experience when you saw Lightyear?
1: I actually did not. Uh, it was, uh, <laughs> wasn't It wasn't the worst experience. I got tickets to the uh, advanced screening of it. It was called the the Andy Experience. So it was like a screening before the movie came out. And, uh, you know, I found out about it late. Most of the, the theater was sold out, but there was a few, like, single seats that were kind of scattered around. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just knock this movie out of the park. Let me just get it out of the way
2: for the week. Uh, so, and, and not to interrupt you, but... Yeah. Uh, People don't understand. We have to watch a lot of shit for the podcast. <laughs> and it's always something. So, you know, we watched Lightyear and now. We've got this episode we're recording. It's going to come out. We'll be promoting it. And then Aubrey's off next week. But me and Mark got to go see the Black Phone. And then that's over. And then we got to finish watching Obi Wan sets the next week. And then the week after that is Thor. And then, so it's, it's always something. So those weeks where you can get it in early. Yes. And then you have Friday and Saturday. It's kind of free and clear. You don't have that hanging over your head. Right. I got to get to the movies. I have to go. Or I have to watch these 12 episodes of such and such. Like it's the best feeling in the world. So I completely understand. You may continue.
1: Yes. So, yeah, exactly. When the opportunity presented itself, I'm like, all right, that's fine. So I'll go to like the early show. I'll get like a single seat. I'll get there early. Fine. Whatever. So, of course, you know, I get there. Everything is good. The movie starts 10 minutes in a family of three walks in. Right. (laughs) So when they bought their tickets, they bought their three tickets. They bought two in my aisle and then one in the aisle in front of me. So they didn't want to split up. So the dad sits next to me and he's like, hey, would you mind moving down to this one scene? Now, this is 10 minutes into the movie, right? I'm already missing like the first big action scene. And I didn't want to be an asshole in front in the, the Disney movie. So I'm like, fine. Right. So I get up, move down to the front. or move down one row so that, you know, the mom, dad and the kid can sit together. So that being said, I missed a big chunk of the <laughs> of the opening of the movie. Partly because I was moving my shit around and partly because I was just like pissed that someone came into this movie 10 minutes late. Uh, so I did not have like the best movie going experience to start
2: with. Oh, but that all being said, what did you think of the movie? Non-spoiler. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. It's one of those movies that I can see why
1: they wanted it on a big screen, but it's definitely a movie that could have just premiered on Disney Plus and it would have been fine. I didn't see... Uh. I didn't see anything that made
2: it worthy of the big screen experience. Okay. All right. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how was your theater going experience?
0: Um, it was okay. So Noah's dad came down for Father's Day. And so as a surprise, um, I bought tickets for all of us to go see Lightyear together. I thought it would be really special. And um, his dad's late to everything. And, uh, so he was late getting there and then we were trying to order food to bring into the movie. And there was a couple there that were just so, so incredibly needy and just, it, they kept sending the waiter back for everything. And so he didn't get up, get to us until like seven minutes before the movie was supposed to start. So I was like, can I just order it and come back? I'll come back for the food. And then he forgot my food, but he got Noah's and Noah's dad. So I was like, whatever. I'll just eat later. <laughs> um, so we were a little bit late going into the movie because we still had to go get popcorn and stuff. That was a completely separate thing. So uh, yeah, other than that, it was fine. I don't see why this movie was on the big screen, quite honestly. But
2: whatever. Uh Oh, two out of two. Not Seeming to feel light year. Yeah, I I said earlier, I went to the movies by myself. um, Second week in a row where I went early in the morning because neither kid wanted to go to the movies with me. Colin had mentioned wanting to go see this. And then when it was time to actually leave the house and go, he was not interested. So uh, I ended up going by myself. I had yet another five dollar off coupon from Fandango. So uh, it was only about four bucks for me to go, which was sweet. And, uh, yeah, I didn't really have any complaints. There were kids in our movie theater, but for the most part, they were not sitting near me and they were quiet. Wow. So I didn't have really any complaints. If I had any complaint, it was that Cinemark, well, first of all, they have a new Coke commercial that sucks. Now, did you get this new Coke commercial, Markellis?
1: Uh I don't so, remember.
2: It, people in the theater, they're eating popcorn and there's like opera music playing and. No, nah, uh, I didn't it, get that. It was trash. It's trash. And like. Food flow was such an awesome commercial. And even the one before that, where the Burger King kids club of diversity sings about Coca-Cola is, was cringy and hilarious. And this is just awful. Like, Oh, am I gonna have to see this like five times a month. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't, I just think it's, people aren't supposed to go to the movies as much as we do. So <laughs> I think that's what the problem is. You're supposed to be like, Oh yeah, I remember that commercial I saw one time and it was terrible six months ago. <laughs> But that, that was really the only downside. And they had this new thing where you can order your popcorn and stuff and then they'll either bring it to you or you can just go pick it up at like a, a little kiosk to the side of the snack stand. Right. Uh, I don't know if they have that in the West Springfield or some of the other cinemarks, but it's new in Hadley. And I didn't know about it until I was sitting in my seat and there was an ad for it during newbies. So I'm like, Oh, well, why don't I just do that? And I don't have to wait in the line. because I was starting to get hungry or at least get a soda or something. And the app just would not let me
1: order.
2: (laughs) 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 It kept being like, pick your movie. And I'm like, I'm in the fucking movie. And then (laughs) it was like, it kept trying to sell me tickets first and I'm like, no, I'm in the movie. I'm I'm sitting in the movie. I already bought the tickets. So it was a it was a pain in the ass. So I did not end up getting soda or a popcorn. I was very you, disappointed. You have to order it
1: as you're buying your tickets. It has to all be one transaction. It's not uh, that's ass on ass.
2: <laughs> I usually buy mine through Fandango because I don't have the movie club, so uh. that's how I rack up those um five dollar off coupons. So Anyway, uh, the movie itself was, uh, again, this is the second week in a row. I went in early in the morning. It was the second week in a row where I was having an existential crisis while I was watching the movie. Uh, it was boring. Uh, it was dumb. And I was just like, why, why, why am I here? What is, what is the point of life? I felt like I was having an acid trip or something like I couldn't, I didn't understand like what life was anymore and why I was wasting precious moments of the one life I had sitting in the theater watching Lightyear. So. <laughs> Uh, I was not a fan. <laughs> wow. And we'll get into that in a little bit when we get into spoilers, but it does not sound like three rip roaring endorsements for this movie. So if you haven't seen it, uh, maybe you want to wait till Disney Plus. The rest of you stick around because we're going to drop the drop and we are going to spoil Lightyear.
0: Well now, let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear the
2: spoiler. <laughs> yeah, Here's a spoiler. I know. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. So there's got to be some stuff that we liked about this movie. Aubrey Litchfield, give me some things that you liked about Lightyear.
0: I liked Sox. Socks was my favorite character. I liked the voice casting. um, And I liked the diversity.
2: Anything else?
0: Uh, Nope. That is
2: it. All right. Merkelis Reagans, how about you? Uh, yeah, I
1: agree with Aubrey. I think the voice acting was really good. I thought Chris Evans was actually really good as Buzz Lightyear. Because it doesn't sound like Tim Allen, but it does sound like Tim Allen. So mm-hmm. I thought he did a really good job at that. And Kiki Palmer, um, as the granddaughter um, of his commander, I thought she was awesome too. And I, I didn't know Taika Waititi was in this at all. So I was like pleasantly surprised to uh to hear, hear him in the movie. I thought he was really good. Um, I actually really enjoyed the... The, I appreciated the fact that they introduced like these high sci-fi concepts like time travel and paradoxes in a <laughs> in a Disney Pixar movie. Uh, I thought that was actually pretty fun. I thought all of the little Easter eggs to the other sci-fi movies I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, the stuff that I do remember from the first two Toy Stories with Buzz and uh, especially with part two where he fights Zerg and they have like their little whatever whatever battle. And I'm like, how are they going to have that make sense in this movie? And they kind of do, but they kind of don't. Uh, But I appreciate the fact that they were aware of, yes, Toy Story 2 came out so many years ago. Yes, there was a villain named Zerg. How does that, uh, how did that actually play out in the actual movie? So I appreciate the fact that they tried to answer those questions. Um, Oh, (laughs) So yeah, I was about to—I was really about to dive into things I didn't like. I'm, I'm going to hold off. Uh, so that's all the stuff that I liked about it so far.
2: All right. Well, you know, for me, I thought the animation was very nice. I thought it looked very nice. Uh, I'll agree with you guys. The voice acting, uh, very good. I thought, like you said, Mark Chris Evans sounded like Buzz, but not like Buzz. If that made sense. Kind of like what you would think. The uh, if you've ever played with toys. When you pick up the talking, like, Spider-Man action figure, it doesn't quite sound like Tom Holland, but it, it almost does. Right. Like, like I, I appreciated that little kind of, uh, little nod there. Um, I, love loved the cat. The cat was probably the best thing in the movie. And it had a couple, of uh, decent, uh, things that made me have some sensible chuckles, I guess. Mostly involving the cat, but for the most part. Uh, It was really just, you know, some good voice acting and some really cool visuals. I I think it looked really good. Um, I almost wish they had not done Pixar faces on people. So, you know, like everything looked almost hyper realistic and then everybody had Pixar face. I wish they could have just gone full, like almost a different animation style and kept it full realistic. You know, it might have looked a lot cooler. I mean, um, you know, Buzz looked pretty realistic, but some of the other characters definitely had like Pixar face. But that's getting more into things we didn't like. So uh, for me, that's it. That was the only things I enjoyed. Good visuals, good voice acting, and the cat was funny. So we got to get into it. Mark Markellis Regans. you're chomping at the bit. What are some things you did not like about Lightyear?
1: I can't believe that this is a movie that Andy saw in 1995 and was like, I need to buy this action figure. Like, I don't I don't see that at all. I don't see a kid coming out of this theater going, yes, give me the Buzz Lightyear action figure right now. Um, you know, cause all right. Take away that concept, right. Of this came out in the nineties and Andy's a kid in the year, 2022, when you watch this movie, your kids should want a buzz Lightyear your action figure when they leave the theater. You know what I mean? And I don't think this movie quite accomplishes that. Um, at least it, it didn't seem that way to me. Um, you know, there used to be a time when Pixar movies would come out and they would be like, somewhat held high because of their storytelling. Like they were really good scripts. And this one, like you, it feels just like any other, like, like DreamWorks animated movie. You know what I mean? It doesn't have like that same Mm -hmm. Pixar, like spark that just like blew your, blew you away. Just like, you know, your imagination went crazy with those earlier movies. This one just doesn't have that. And I was a little, a little bummed about that. Um, And the last thing I didn't like is I wish it was on Disney plus. If this was on, this was streaming on Disney plus, you know, like uh, Chip and Dale. I think I would have mm-hmm. enjoyed this movie like way more, way more. the 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 concept of it, I think, would work better on a TV. I don't know. I just it didn't feel like the big budget sci fi movie that I was promised, or at least Andy was promised in nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm.
2: And and I, I agree with you about that because I think it, it it affects the score, like the effort involved in going to see it. Like you had to get up and go pick or purchase a ticket drive to the movie theater and sit down and watch the movie and deal with annoying people. Um, That puts a little bit of a higher expectation on your score versus let me plop on the couch and watch this uh, at my leisure on Disney (laughs) plus. Exactly. So Aubrey Litchfield, what about you? What are some things you didn't like about this movie?
0: Um, I agree with Mark. This does not feel like a movie that Andy saw in the nineties and was like, I totally need a Buzz Lightyear movie. He's amazing. Oh, Wow. Look, Buzz Lightyear, this is the best movie I've ever seen, ever. Um, honestly, when I left the theater, I was looking for socks toys rather than <laughs> Buzz, Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear toys. Because it didn't, it wasn't like he was the greatest space ranger of all time and such a huge hero and everything like that. It was a much different feel than what a kid is looking for to be excited about, like, that main character. There wasn't much action that played into the excitement that Andy had when he opened Buzz Lightyear. Um it, it so it it doesn't play well if you're talking about it being the movie that the the toy was based on. Does not fit. Um other than that, I mean it it's just kind of meh. I I probably would have liked it a lot more if it was just a Disney plus movie because it felt more like a Disney plus movie. It didn't feel like Pixar's best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, It felt like it should have been direct to TV.
2: So. Okay. All right. You know, um, I'm going to a hundred percent agree with both of you guys. So, you know, this is being presented as this is the movie Andy saw that made him want to buy Buzz Lightyear. Right. But it doesn't feel like it fits in the aesthetic of the pre-established toy story cinematic universe at all. Like it just does not. If I'm thinking in my mind, what is the movie going to be like? That is basically we're going to, we are Andy. So we're going to go to this movie and the thing that we should leave more than anything else. when we walk out the door afterwards should be how much we want to buzz light your action figure. (laughs) And I didn't feel that at all. And he's not even the main character in the movie. But who do they build a statue of at the end of the movie? It's not Buzz Lightyear. Why wouldn't he want a Hawthorne action figure? <laughs> like, well, I mean, and I'm not trying to like shit on it for some stupid like, oh, this is woke or blah, blah. I'm just saying like it wouldn't matter who that character was. That character was presented as more important and more capable than Buzz. Yes. Why wouldn't you care about that character more? It's absolutely ridiculous. And then the movie is just it's just kind of blah, boring. It's not. It wasn't fun. Like I was looking for goofy, fun. This is going to be a goofy, fun, like spoof almost of 90s action sci-fi movies. Uh, you know, and I, and you guys are right. You hold Pixar at a higher standard. Uh, maybe some of their most recent output is not at that standard. I, I certainly didn't like turning red. I loved Luca. Uh, what else, What came out before Luca that went straight to Disney Plus? Uh, was Onward? Was that a Pixar one? Was it? Or was that Disney? Well, I, I did not see onward. OK, so they've been a little hit or miss over the last few years. But I mean, we're talking about a studio that has pumped out absolute fucking masterpieces like up and Coco. Um, and like I said, even just a year ago, Luca was was great. So they still have it. I, I just I just don't understand what's happening. I don't understand what who sat down and said, yes, the movie that everyone wants to see in the Toy Story universe. This is the movie that made Andy want to buy this toy and set the whole Toy Story in Motion is a boring riff on serious sci-fi movies. <laughs> <So>, like, <laughs> like, do we really need like Interstellar and Ad Astra <laughs> fucking references in this? Are you kidding me right now? Uh, I just And then even the concept of the movie is, is fucked because you're like, okay, they got it marooned on this planet, right? So then in a year, they built like all this stuff.
1: <laughs> like, yes.
2: How did they build all that stuff? Where did they get the stuff to build it? Aubrey, please tell me where did they get the stuff to build an entire civilization on this planet from one spaceship that looked like an onion?
0: I was wondering that too,
2: but so honestly, three, a 3d printer.
0: Why would they have a 3d printer on their little onion ship?
2: I think it was
1: a turn up. Wasn't it a turnip, Yeah. Turn up. Yeah. Yes. To, to make things.
2: Why does anyone have a 3d printer? Um, to make GHO vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shout out to S dog. Um, I just just like, I, I didn't get it like like I, I there was no fe- there was no feeling of oomph, so you're like, OK, Buzz wants to get them home. Right. But even when we flash forward a year to the first time he jumps through hyperspace, I mean, it doesn't look like it's the worst of living conditions. Yeah, they're not home, but they've got a full mechanized, like futuristic city that they live in with a highway and, and housing. <laughs> like I never felt like the oomph to be like, oh, my God, we have to get home. We have to get home. We have to get home. And I realize that's kind of the thrust of the movie at the end is only he is the one that wants to go home. And that's what causes everything. But you you just never felt it from anybody else (laughs) ever. Everybody else was fine. And it was never really presented that way to, like, make me feel like, okay, well, Buzz wants to get everyone home because of this. It was Buzz wants to get everyone home because he's an idiot. And again, if, if the main character is stupid, then why do you want to buy an action figure of it? Right. It's. The whole concept is just fucked. Like, I don't understand how any of this got past the brainstorming stage. Like, I I just don't get it. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. And it's just, it's so inept. I, I, I'm stunned that, like you said, Mark, I'm stunned. This comes from Pixar and not from like illumination or whatever. Fucking super pets or whatever the fuck that studio (laughs) is. like, like, I, I just, I, I, oh, God, what is that fucking movie with uh, Samuel Jackson about a dog that's like wants to be a corrupt? Car- I think uh, it's
0: a DreamWorks.
2: I don't know, but there I've seen this trailer a hundred times in the last six months. It's like Pause of Fury or like some oh, shit.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think it's Pause of Fury.
2: And it looks horrible. And that's like the level of, like outside of the beautiful animation, that is the level of writing that's in this shit movie. It just, I just don't get it. It's not fun. It's barely funny. There's some, like I said, there's some funny stuff with the cat, but even that, it's just like it's few and far between. It's just like this slow, boring grind of a not quite action movie, and that's not the main audience. It's the same thing as Jurassic Park last week. Jurassic Park domination. We want to see dinosaurs take over the world, and they're like, ah, well, sorry, we got locusts instead. <laughs> you know, this movie, you're like, all right, I can't wait to see the movie that was so awesome. It made Andy want to buy an action figure and throw Woody in the trash, and instead we get, I, I don't even know what this was, boring, like, serious sci-fi movie with fucking uh, Interstellar and Ad Astra references for a fucking kid's movie. Like, I, I don't know what I watched, but it certainly wasn't enjoyable. Well, yeah, I Negotiating
0: got, I'm, with the dude from Pawn Stars.
2: I, like, seriously, like, halfway through the movie, I was like, man, again, the second week in a row, I'm just like, man, I just want to fucking get up and leave. Like, this sucks. I don't want to even fucking finish watching this.
1: Well, I don't think the movie was that bad. I I, I do understand that there is a lot of, uh, you know, references to other movies that are not kids' movies at all. But Pixar kind of does that. It's their their three-act storytelling that's mm-hmm. usually amazing. Like, the third act of Monsters, Inc. is Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one,
2: and I know, I know a lot of the people that worked on those early Pixar movies ain't walking through that door, fans. <laughs> exactly. I get it, but that they still have a pedigree that we hold them up to, and and it just feels like in the last, I don't know, maybe five years or so, you know, it used to be Disney Animation, Walt Disney's Animation Studios was kind of like the B team, right? Pixar was like the A plus team, right? Now they both kind of melded into this like B plus team. <laughs> it's it's just not the same and i I am shitting on it a little harder than i should because i'm kind of disappointed i wanted to see this awesome goofy fun movie that was the movie that made andy buy the toy and instead we got this boring slog of whatever and it was it's just super disappointing and then when you see you know pixar on the screen and you expect so much more from it and it's just it's so disappointing
1: (laughs) yeah i was definitely looking forward to a Not a spoof, but kind of a movie that would have come out in the mid 90s that would have been like a cheesy sci-fi movie that would have been too cool for its own good, but would immediately make you want to buy an action figure. And Mm -hmm. this movie definitely
2: is not that at all. (laughs) And, and and to buy a Buzz Lightyear action figure, not you want to go buy Socks the Cat or Hawthorne. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> because like, honestly,
1: if this movie came out and Andy took all, there's when I went to the, the quote unquote Andy experience, they give you like a lithograph, and it's a picture of Andy sitting in a movie theater uh, with his Lightyear popcorn box and all of his toys surrounding him.
2: Mechanically uh, broken uh, print, by the way, because he didn't have the fucking aliens already. Oh, <laughs> he didn't have them <laughs> until after he got Buzz Lightyear. So so
1: as a, yeah, where's his mom at? <laughs> she must have just dropped him off. So as if I'm looking at this
2: picture, I like, okay. was in the 90s. <laughs> his mom took him to the theater, bought four seats for him and his toys. Right. I'm not sitting with this embarrassing <laughs> kid and just left. So if I'm
1: looking at this picture and I'm taking this picture at face value, here's Andy with all of his toys. When he leaves this movie, the toy that's getting added to that collection is a socks toy. It's not a Buzz Lightyear toy based on a movie that we just saw. So even that picture is a lie.
2: Yeah. And that's that's kind of where it's losing me is like even in Toy Story. So when you watch Toy Story, one, two, three or four, like all there's an aesthetic to everything. And this just doesn't have that aesthetic. And there's nothing that grabbed me and made me say, yes. This is it. I completely understand why Andy came home and threw uh, Woody down and said, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> I never got that. I, I would be I, halfway through the fucking movie. I was like, is there a Woody doll I can play with around here? I'm bored <laughs> out of my mind. Well, they were able
1: to they handled the same thing with the Woody character when they had to go back and show where Woody came from, um, the origins of the Woody doll action figure or whatever. Like that made sense because it was a riff on those old 60s TV right. shows. And that made sense that that figure would come for this. This figure does not. This is not a 90s action movie where the figure would come from. At least it didn't feel that way from, no, and, from my side.
2: And when they showed Woody's Roundup, it wasn't with the expectation that the character of Andy watched Woody's Roundup and then immediately ran out and bought <laughs> a fucking Woody doll. Right. <laughs> Maybe he did as a little kid because, I, I mean, in, this, in the way it works, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, when you you're a little kid, you watch weird, stupid old TV shows. Maybe he saw it when he was a kid. But there was never the expectation that, like. Woody's roundup is going to be so face meltingly awesome that it's going to set in motion the entire Toy Story saga. (laughs) Maybe they set themselves up for disappointment with this, but to me, it didn't even come close to that. I was like, you know, in this universe, when Andy sees Lightyear, uh, maybe he goes home and he never even buys a Buzz Lightyear because the movie sucked. (laughs) So, yes. Maybe that's why
0: somebody got it for him for his birthday
2: that's right <laughs> like, fuck this kid his, no, his the,
0: mom was like hey I brought you to this movie by yourself you must really like it let me get you a buzz Lightyear." <laughs> no
1: the director's cut of Toy
2: Story 1 Andy's like oh shit no,
1: I guess I gotta play with this thing now the mom bought my single
2: mom bought for me I'm waiting for the meme to pop up Andy how is the Lightyear movie it sucked closing credits of Toy Story 1 <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's it that's it that's the whole movie Fuck yeah! I was just really disappointed, man. So uh, that's just kind of where it's at. I guess the only thing left to do is to give it a score. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. What do you have for Lightyear?
0: I give socks a five out of five. I give this movie a one point
2: five out of five. <sighs> wow, Mark Ellis, right?
1: You know, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a two and a half out of five. Ooh. You know, it's not horrible. It's not like super horrible, but it doesn't quite do what I think it's supposed to do. But, you know, it'd be on Disney Plus like in another month or so. So, you know, I would say just wait to watch it then.
2: All right. And and, man, I am really torn on the score for this because I do agree with Mark. It's not horrible, but it's just really disappointing and it's not very good. Uh, So it's not something I'm recommending for anybody to go to the movie theater and see. I will agree with Mark and Aubrey. Uh, You know, if you're bored and it's on Disney Plus in 45 days and you're like, I ain't got nothing to do. It's raining outside or whatever. Fine. Uh, It's something to make a special trip to the movies or even to try to make your kids watch because kids will be bored out of their minds by this. No. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to go with a one and a half. Wow. I'm going to go with a one and a half. And that is really mostly just on disappointment and poor story. And it, I think it looks good. It's just, man, this is a huge swing and a huge miss. This is not even a solid single. This is strikeout at the plate. <laughs> you served a meatball coming down the plate at you and you swung and missed. So uh, one and a half out of five for me for light year. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Jump on social media. Let us know what you think. And now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got?
0: Uh, I recommend everybody go play Fallout 4. I know it's old. Um, it's old. But it is. It is my favorite game ever. And I just finally turned my Xbox back on and got it on Game Pass. And so that's what I've been doing is playing Fallout 4. So I recommend everybody go play it. If you want to know what my favorite game is, it is Fallout 4.
2: Awesome. All right. Well, uh, Marcellus Reagans, how about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I want to recommend again a movie that I talked about before. It's on Netflix. It's called Who We Are, a Chronicle of Racism in America. Uh, it's uh, done by uh, law professor Jeffrey Robinson, uh, who just pretty much does almost like a TED talk. Uh, it goes through the history of America, and it's pretty amazing. Um, and I also want to recommend if you have not had a chance to go see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, it will be on Disney Plus this week, so uh, you can check it out and see what all of the hubbub is about. I got my Blu Ray on order already. So. I don't even buy Blu Rays anymore. Thank you, Disney Plus. <laughs>
2: uh, I gotta, I, I gotta have the, the important movies. I have the whole MCU so far, so they got me until they stop making them. I guess I still gotta
1: get uh Miss, not Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel. Shang Chi, uh, and I think oh, and Internals,
2: yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was just gonna actually now now that you said that, I don't have Eternal. (laughs) 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 I'll wait till it's like four ninety nine on Black Friday or something. So. I will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our Patreon video content and more at sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods. Just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com your so podcast. There are hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped a bunch of reviews, uh, some early reviews from Amazon Prime Video and some other stuff. So check that out. We got a Patreon at patreon.com backslash. So was her podcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and stuff for your eyes and ears. So this month it is the only place to hear our ranking of the top Kenny Loggins movie songs and more So jump on it at patreon.com backslash. So was her podcast, man. What am I going to recommend? Uh, uh, if you have Xbox series S or X or PS five, uh, the quarry just came out, which is a, uh, interactive movie type game where you play uh teenagers in a horror movie and it's fucking awesome so
0: <laughs> it sounds kind of like um Until Dawn
2: It's by the same makers as Until Dawn. It's one's a little more goofy cuz it's like a teenage slasher movie but it's it's a lot of fun. I think Mark would actually like it to be honest with you but good good luck. <laughs> Good luck getting Mark in front of a TV and video games. Yeah, I,
1: I have plenty of time for it. So why
2: not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, I will say it's $70 new. So maybe you want to wait till it goes on sale. But I, I have enjoyed it. Uh, Miss Marvel's at two episodes now. Uh, we're going to be reviewing it on the show. So I want to give it away. But I think you might want to check it out and head on out to the movies and check out the black phone. Just in time for Juneteenth, Markellis, we've got a movie about a black phone. I don't think that's what the movie is about, but I appreciate the sentiment. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to be reviewing that next week. Aubrey will not be here because it's a horror movie and it involves children in danger. (laughs) So we don't feel like picking you off the floor of the movie theater. (laughs) After the movie's over, we'll have a special guest. I'm not going to say who it is, just in case they can't make it. I don't want to put them on the spot, but we'll have a great guest for us to help us review the black phone next week. But that is going to do it for episode number 411, the 411 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: I don't need your grandmother. I need you.
2: And the
1: expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to James from Rustic Brewing, a beer company that makes amazing beer that I had the luxury of uh, enjoying this past weekend. Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever.
2: We'll see you guys next week for the Black Phone. Good journey.